0: It's Wake Up With KC, and today I have a multi-faceted talent. And you know me, I love the arts. I love music, photography, videography, beats, music creation, and I came across this wonderful and amazing talent, Michael uh, K- Squid's killing It with Killing It Productions, joining us today. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, I'm always fascinated with multi-talented, multi-faceted talents such as yourself. And can you share with the audience, uh, you know, what is it that you do? And how did you discover this was your passion?
1: Okay. um, So my name's squids killing it. Uh, I started out as a, uh, DJ in high school. Um, and my name back then was neon squid. Um, and when I got to college, I, uh, discovered there's another DJ in the UK called neon squid autopsy. And so I changed my name to completely, you know, get away from that. And I wasn't quite sure what to call myself. And, um, I was also in the process of changing my Xbox Live Gamer tag. So uh, I went to, I was like, well, you know, all my friends call me squids on there and I'm always killing it. So squids killing it sounds great. And it wasn't taken. And lo and behold, it was not taken anywhere on the planet. So I decided to rock that name as a as a DJ. Um, and it wasn't until about... Um, two years after college that I was like, okay, I'm really into you know dubstep, EDM and stuff like that. And I could totally make that type of music because I'd, I've done music my whole life. I started out with the trumpet in third grade and kind of just progressed on from there, kind of kept playing the trumpet for about six years. Then I moved on to playing drums and the piano and um, guitar, bass guitar things of that nature, and it was just like, you know, music is really cool. And I was going to college to be an English teacher because in high school, I wasn't the greatest student. Um, I felt like I was just mostly misunderstood, but I was in such a small town that I kind of got canceled out and it was just like, all right, well, you know, you're, you're, you're too much for anybody here to handle, so we're gonna send you to a boys home. And I always thought that was the wrong move, but you know, Obviously, nobody listens to the kid. And so I wanted to be an English teacher to, you know, help at-risk youth such as myself to be understood and, you know, help them find outlets to uh, things that they wanted. Um, And I uh, got my associates and I was just like, I don't really want to do it that way. Um, Music has helped me through a lot of uh, hard times. Uh, You know, whether it's hip hop artists or just lo-fi music or, you know, just elevator music, even, you know, it's just whatever you need to just sit and think and, you know, um, help yourself. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do music production and I want to help people through my music as um, you know, because I can reach more people with my music than I could as being a teacher. So I just kind of started doing a lot of a lot more music, a lot more music production. Um, and with that, you know, uh, comes music videos, right? That's how you get a lot of recognition anymore is music videos. And so I was like, okay, well, I can't pay someone to make me a music video. So I'm going to learn how to make music videos. Um, and so I was able to save up enough money to buy a decent camera which is the one i'm using right now and um, start a videography business that was like okay i want to help my community i know a lot of artists in the community i can do video editing and things like that so i want to uh, be a videographer for them for their music videos Um, And with that comes, you know, obviously photography, because you got a nice camera, you know, you might as well try and uh, capitalize on every avenue that you can. So I started a photography business as well. And through gaining all this equipment, you know, you have to have microphones and pianos and things like that in order to do this stuff. I was just like, my friend, actually, he was like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, Sure. I, you know, like I have the equipment. I don't see why not, you know? So that's how Next to the Lamp was created, which is the podcast that I have also.
0: And when did you start the podcast?
1: Um, April 1st, 2019.
0: Wow. And you're on how many platforms?
1: I think all of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. at least Amazon, Google Play, uh, Samsung Play, uh, Spotify, Deezer, um, Podnods, and uh, Stitcher.
0: Okay. And when you first started creating your podcast, you've opened up a a whole other opportunity of networking with other people's. To act, to also help you with, you know, creating more music and more videos. Is that safe to say?
1: Yeah. Um, ultimately, I started the podcast because it was uh, just me and my co-host, and him and I are amateur comedians of sorts. So we uh, we just like to go on there and you know say funny things and stuff like that. And then uh, the evolution of it was. Um, he started being more busy with work and stuff like that. So I needed to be able to create content, um, with other guests. And that's kind of how the interview process of my podcast started. And I like to get to know people more on like a personal level, on a personal level rather than, um, you know, just like what they do for a business. So I feel like I have a genuine human connection with a lot of people. And getting to know them has been, you know, what has uh, helped me through a lot, even since starting the podcast. Um, we had like a six month stint where we didn't do anything. I didn't talk to anybody. We didn't do podcasts. I didn't do, you know, music or anything like that. And um, I talked to this producer called Kato on the track. And he's done a lot of things with like NF, Cardi B, uh, Wu-Tang, like, He's, he's a really great producer in the hip-hop industry these days. And one of my favorite rappers, Jaron Benton, Joyner Lucas, like all those guys um, have worked with Cato. And uh, he was like, you know, even if it's bad, put it out there. See what kind of constructible criticism you, criticism you can get from people because, you know, obviously you'll have people that don't like it and will just say bad things about it or you'll have people that do kind of like it and they will tell you how to fix it. And I was like, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, I just started putting out almost everything I started doing.
0: (laughs) Well, then again, would it be safe to say Like, how would you know unless you tried? Right. You you think that that's what a lot of people that holds them back because they'll think, Oh yeah, it's a great idea. I want to do this. I want to do that but they never take action. They don't learn the skill to be able to do what it is their, their heart and soul desire is. So they stay stuck and miserable. And then it's the, Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. I could have done that. They, it's like making excuses of not to. So they feel better about themselves, but they're not truly feeling better. They continue being stuck
1: yeah yeah um joiner lucas has um lyrics in this song that says you know i believe i can fly i also believe anything can be achieved when applied Mm -hmm. so as long as you're doing the work and you're trying you'll probably get there and you'll probably do it um i've been a man of my word and if I say I'm gonna do it, then I gotta do it.
0: <laughs> right? And would you, like in your journey, you know from creating like you started, these are stepping stones in, from what I I'm, 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 what you shared with us. You took a passion and love for music. So you started playing instruments. Then from the instruments playing, you started creating, you know music production putting it in you know putting everything together to create the masterpiece for the music piece then you tapped into video giving the visualization of music and you had to learn about the camera you had everything you had to gain the skill in order to achieve what it is that you first thought of right and then you let into podcasting now the pod, your podcast is just opened up into a whole nother way along so everything for you was just a stepping stone to help you evolve and learn and grow and expand and who knows where your podcast is going to go or what other clients that want to use you probably to DJ, do a music video or, you know, music production. So you have all those facets available to you.
1: Yeah, I I mean, at this point, I'm kind of just working on my own things and um, getting my recognition through the way I do it. Um, and I really do hope that um, people recognize that and will, um, you know, offer, you know, to have me, you know, perform their things or make their videos. Um, recently, I just started going out to my local... Area, I was just like going to businesses that I like to go to, you know, that I'm going to anyway, and just be like, hey, I can make you a promo video, and you can spread the word that way, you know, just to get things moving um, a little bit better, um, especially in my town. Um, and I have a couple clients lined up, so that's pretty nice.
0: Well, share with the audience where you're from.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I totally from-
0: understand what do you mean when you say that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm from wyoming um i take a lot of pride in uh, my state uh because you know there's a lot of uh, different things here you know i live in a college town i live in laramie so the university of wyoming is here and we have so many different cultures and it's like a melting pot of you know political stuff as well as just spiritual stuff so it, it's kind of a hotbed for kind of like where we are and we're only two, two hours north of Denver. And that's where a lot of, you know, comedians and uh, musicians go. Like they say Denver is like one of the best places that they've performed at. So um, we're also right on the interstate 80, which is like the most traveled interstate in the whole country. So uh, getting people to stop has been uh, pretty easy.
0: Oh, wow. I thought, the turnpike in nine ninety five was the most traffic in the I ten you know, going from East Jacksonville all the way over to California. So that was, you know, mind blowing me for me to travel on I ten and then see it flooded from Harvey. That was another thing. So yeah. You know, the the life is a highway kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Interstate eighty goes from New York to um California also, or Oregon, one of those two.
0: And would you agree that, you know, life is an adventure and you're, you're the one that, you know, is the creator of it.
1: Yes. Um, I've always kind of believed that you are your own destiny, whatever you want to do, you got to find a way to make it happen. Um, it's like, If I, if I had fulfilled a lot of people's predictions about me, then I would probably be in jail right now and I wouldn't be doing anything. But I decided to go the high road and keep a full-time job and, you know, work on the other avenues that I want to work on to eventually achieve what I want to do rather than, you know, waking up every day to not like what I do.
0: Well, wouldn't you agree it's, it's a, a mindset, a limited belief based on, you know, what was taught in our upbringing, you know, through our parents, through society, even through religion. You know, you got to be this way. You got to do this. You got to dress this way. You got to get go to school, get good grades, get a good job. And that's like a belief that they believe that they just passed on, you know, to us. Until we wake up, hold up a second. That that might have worked for you, but that's not working for me. I, I want to do something that I want to do. That I love to do. Yeah. And there's truth about, you know, when you do what you love, it's not a job.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's a lot of work. <laughs> that's for sure. Especially if you're going into, uh, you know, a multimedia company. Uh, like like I have, it's a multimedia company, obviously, you know, it's got four different, five different avenues for media, you know, you got music, podcasting, um, just radio show, because um, that's another thing that you can do with podcasting, uh, photography, videography, like, you, you can do anything with videography. And I mostly created the business so I could buy things I wanted and write them off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're a business expense.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. When you have a uh, multimedia company, almost anything can be a business expense. I want to travel to Japan and take pictures of, you know, this model during the uh, apple blossom season, you know, and like that can all be a company write off because I took four or five pictures while I was there.
0: (laughs) Right. And so let me ask you during, you know, during this journey and especially, you know, with this pandemic thing, how did you reinvent yourself to continue in, in your production company?
1: Um, Cause when you, when you go from employee to business owner to entrepreneur, there's a certain mindset that you have to have. And the mindset is this is going to work this is going to make money. This is going to be profitable. This is going to be successful. If you don't believe that from the start, then, you know, it's going to, I'm not saying you won't be successful, but it's going to be a lot more difficult in order to achieve what you want to do. I have recently um, just like, you know, started telling myself like, okay, you're, you're awesome. You can do things that, you know, other people say you can't do. And I am set out to do those things that people said I couldn't do. So, see, you kind of have to reinvent yourself that way. It's be like, okay, I, you know, because in high school I was kind of a loser, you know, I had a couple of friends and they were also losers. <laughs> so, you know, you surround, you're who you, you surround yourself with. So, um kind of just, uh, been doing my own thing for quite a bit now and it's been working out great.
0: Wow. And you know, a lot of times when you're told like you're stupid, you're a loser. Those are just somebody's projections on how they honestly feel about them. And they're projecting it on you and it's just their opinion and it's just words that you know, because I grew up being bullied, you know, and I've been called some names and experienced some things. And it's how we choose to react, respond, and choose to believe what other people say. And do you do you agree that that's a lot of times what holds us back because of that?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say I wasn't guilty of it also, you know. I never thought that i would you know be doing the things that i'm doing because of you know those negative people and those negative experiences that i've had just like you know i'm from you know small town laramie you know i'm i'm even i graduated from an even smaller town you know my the town i graduated from only has 400 people in it and 100 of that was kids and 40 of that was kids from eighth grade to twelfth grade. And to move to a town that has, you know, fifteen thousand people when the school's not in to thirty thousand people when school is in session, you know, like a lot another it's very unlikely that someone like me will, you know, break out, you know, be part, you know, part of the succession, part of the story. But um at some point you have to tell yourself, this is my story. Y'all are just a character in it.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree with you. And then you mentioned earlier earlier about, you know, that you told yourself that, you know, this will work. You're going to make it work. You've learned from other successful people. Who are your mentors that help change your mindset?
1: Um, honestly, it's a lot of my mentors are hip hop artists, um, especially the independent ones, uh, like around the time, 2010, 2011, um, you know, we had independent artists like tech nine and Chris Calico, and they were the number one selling, uh, independent artists in the world. They did a song with, uh, B.O.B. and Hobson. And Hobson, I'd never heard of before. The song's called Am I a Psycho? And um, I learned that he pretty much did everything solo until he created his record label called Funk Volume. And for those of you out there who don't know what Funk Volume is, they were an awesome record label made up of like five independent artists that constantly rapped about how they did it independent and they didn't listen to anybody and they kept with their own views and their own style and they're making it. And now Hobson like his music videos get a couple million views on the day it's released, you know? So, um, a lot of their lyrics were just like, you know, do what you want to do and you'll, you know, be happy pretty much. And, uh, when I talked to that, uh, Kato producer, he was signed by Funk Volume um, and then when Funk Volume split up, they uh, for creative differences, uh, he started his own tour called Sound Advice Tour, and where he would go to people's uh, places and he would tell these independent producers such as myself. That's just how I um, got to know him. Was you know you can do anything, just keep just keep doing it. You know uh, consistency is key, especially when you're trying to do something like on your own like this if you stay consistent and you keep practicing eventually you'll be great and people will want to buy your product essentially so um and joiner lucas is another independent artist that has made it really big he has done songs with eminem um jaron benton like hobson like he's done songs with tech nine like a lot of people And uh, he was pretty much told the same thing that he couldn't uh, do it and make it. And he, a lot of his songs are about how he did make it.
0: Also, each artist has their own personal story, which is the message.
1: Yeah, I, I, I put a lot of my uh, things into music. A lot of my emotions, a lot of my um, beliefs, all of that goes into my music. So to continue to do that and explain to these, you know, I, that's all I want to do essentially is I want to help my community by bringing more money into it and just giving that, giving it away. You know, I've been living, I've lived off 20, even less than 20 K before a year, (laughs) even less than 20 K a year before. So, um, you know, as long as I can make that, I guess I'll be happier. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: wouldn't you agree that sometimes some of the, the beliefs that we have, you know, hinder us and, and like things are constantly changing and evolving. But if you're still stuck in these old beliefs and this old system, the new stuff can't come in and you're stuck while everything else is changing and evolving. So, would you agree that we got to change the way we think and what we believe in order to go with the change and and when we change ourselves actually heal from you know traumas and you know the beliefs and the programming and whatnot we're also helping change you know collectively would you agree
1: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, the more people that are happier doing what they do, they won't be, you know, uh, talking negatively to people that are doing what they want to do. You know, Um, Chris Webby is another artist I listen to a lot of, and he has this song called So Free. And in that song, he states, you know, those who mind don't matter and to those who matter don't mind. So... You know you got to disregard what you know the haters say as they put that in the industry and the ones that do matter uh you know they don't care anyway so just keep doing what you want to do and you know make at least somewhat of the right decisions and you know carry yourself to hopefully help other people later
0: well do you agree that music can be therapeutic and healing
1: yeah i um you know i'm not going to say i haven't ever been depressed or anything like that but i have been um even more so as of lately than you know previously but you just kind of figure it away you know and the music that i listen to Uh, Joyner lucas has a song called i'm sorry that i listen to when i'm feeling like really really bad and for i don't know why i don't know why it makes me feel better because it's ultimately about um someone committing suicide and um him talking to that person in their casket while they're dead and I I don't know why, but that helps me so much. It's just like, you know, these, these are the things that these people would want to say to you if you had done something like that. So I just keep pushing and, you know, let these people say what they want to me, to my face.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's very um, heartfelt. And, you know, from my understanding about music and, you know, being a former or retired massage therapist, I learned about, chakras and reiki and energy and with every chakra there's a no. so when i hear music instrumental playing it resonates with each of our chakras and it can provide healing elements or it can block them so i make it a point after when i studied in it and resonated with me of what I was listening to and whatnot. I stopped and, you know, I'm an 80s girl. I liked, you know, also the disco era, the roller skating era, you know, and then you got the 80s rock and roll, hip hop. Then you got that early 90s, you know, dance music and whatnot. So I paid attention to certain songs and what mood, like you said you were depressed, you did this I'm Sorry song, was it? Well, when I start feeling down, I'm like, what can I listen that will shift my energy and lift me up?
1: Cotton-Eye Joe, every single time.
0: (laughs) Cotton-Eye Joe. (laughs) I know how to dance to that, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I honestly get, like, uh, my Trenier and friends. You know, look out weekends, here we come you know um jam on it you know and then lately i came across feeling good by michael buble okay and let me tell you something that shifts my energy and i feel like my chakras are moving now and then just things are more pleasant i get these right opportunities that these People just show up with a good message, a positive message, inspiration, you know? Oh, I got an extra tip. Not even just being in that now and feeling like abundance, joy, happiness, and just staying in that state of being as long as I can. And everything shifts around me. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's
0: like, in a way, music is my religion. <laughs> well, Yeah,
1: I, I know how that goes for sure.
0: So it so there is a, a connection with us with music. Would that be safe to say in, in truth?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, music wouldn't have such an, like as huge of an impact as it is if it wasn't for the human connection. I mean, if we think about even in the early 80s, mid 80s, when hip hop was starting, you know, there was um, a lot of artists that were, you know, tired of being repressed in the hood. And that was their one way of speaking out about it. And there was ultimately more people that felt the same way. So they connected to it. And that's how an artist, you know, makes their money is because they make that human connection with people that, you know, it resonates with, and they will ultimately listen to it forever you know like i'm sorry came out like five years ago and i still listen to it you know all the time so it's like when you have a good artist they know how to they know how to get that human connection and they know how to uh, display their feelings in a way that you can relate
0: well do you do you also think that there's uh possibly you know when because when you send there's positive energy and negative energy right positive behavior from you know human beings and there's negative behavior with human beings does music also do the same thing of course
1: um there is this artist from Canada named Sunreal he has this song called for the town and uh, that song is about how people told him he would never do it, but now he's doing it and um, he's, you know, running around his town, like he owns the place, you know, and he's doing it for his town. Um, so that would be like the positive aspect of, you know, the, the hip hop. Um, and then, you know, obviously they have the negative that, you know, um, NWA was, uh you know they they had a lot of negative songs but a lot of it was you know aimed at repression so a lot of people identify with both
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know f the police <laughs> you <laughs> know <laughs> a lot of people identify with that
0: <laughs> right you so, know i remember a certain song, bad boys bad boys what you gonna do when they <laughs> yeah, <come to> you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So,
0: and that that's, sticks in your head, and then you're starting to dance to it like bad boy, bad boy, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, knowing what I know energetically, emotionally, and, you know, what's been, t- you know, happening, you know, what do you think is Changing with music and that aspect as well.
1: So, if we look at the evolution of, um, I talk a lot about hip hop because you know I'm a hip hop producer, and I study it all the time. And you know I listen to lyrics, I listen to the production of it. Um, So generally, you know if you're gonna have a happy song, it's gonna be in a major scale. If you're gonna have a sad song, it's gonna be a minor scale, and If we look at the evolution you know it started out as that negative thing and then kind of traversed into more of like inner uh personal things and then it moved on to um you know in the early 2000s it was about you know money and um you know women and stuff like that and that 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 kind of stuck with it you know you still have songs here and there that are about You know, those types of things. Um, If you have a good artist, then they're going to write about everything. So, you know, they'll have a song about that. They'll have a song about, you know, breaking up with a girlfriend. They'll have a song about, you know, hooking up with a girlfriend. Um, You know, and they'll just be at different aspects. But if we look at, you know, the way hip hop is today, a lot of it is more upbeat and, you know, happier um, as opposed to the way it started. So, wow. yeah, it's all it's all dependent on, you know, what people like ultimately, because everyone's trying to chase that human connection, especially if you're an artist, because it's that human connection that makes you
0: more popular. And then would you agree that like in every generation that it just changes the, the genre and the vibe it throughout generations? It just keeps changing and evolving music?
1: Yeah, I mean, if we think about even society, the way it's evolving, the music kind of follows the way society evolves. You know, like there's a lot of people that are just internet famous now, you know, and they're making money doing TikTok videos and stuff like that. So they need upbeat, happy music to do these TikTok dances to. And, you know, who's going to write that? Well, you better write that or you're going to be irrelevant. (laughs) Right. So that's that. uh, I was surprised about how even just TikTok changed the music industry.
0: Right. Because,
1: like, if somebody plays your song on TikTok and it gets a million views, then you're getting TikTok royalties for those views. Wow. So. So if we take the example of, do you know who Dogface 420 is?
0: No, but I know what 420 is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Dogface 420 was a TikTok creator who um, his truck broke down on the side of the uh, side of the road. He had a skateboard and he had cranberry juice, and he he just skate he had to skateboard to work, and while he was skateboarding to work. He put the song
0: um oh, Fleetwood Mac.
1: Yeah, Fleetwood Mac's song on it. And um that got so many views and so many things that it actually put Fleetwood Mac at the top of the billboard charts again because so many people were looking it up and listening to that song. Oh so, yeah, so um Ocean Spray gave him a new truck. Um, and Fleetwood Mac, uh, paid for, um, I think he had some doctor bills or something like that, but yeah, they gave him some money for the royalties for, uh, their music that he helped spread the word for. And they hadn't been on the top charts for like 40 years before that. And then they just came back and, um, were like, Hey, we're doing tours again.
0: <laughs> wow. I remember a story from Toby Keith about that rollo cup the red solo red solo cup or something he made a yeah. song of it well then the company was going to sue him for using that but then they backed out because all of a sudden they were go- going if my understanding is through bankruptcy but they stopped pulled out of the course because everybody started buying the cups again. So they went all time sales. So they were like, No, we're good. You can continue on with that song because it became a hit. And everybody started buying those red cups.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, society and culture, you know, they find a way to make even the worst people famous. I mean, if you look at bad baby, right? She was, you know, cash me outside chick, right?
0: Oh, that one.
1: (laughs) Yes. So she does cash me outside. The internet makes her famous. T-Pain's like, hey, if you ever wanted to be a rapper, you have a lot of clout right now. You know, you're really famous. So maybe you can make music as well. And so she was like, yeah, you know, I, I can try to make music. And so when you have, when you surround yourself with these successful people that know how to do this stuff, you can make anything, you know, good. And essentially, that's what she did. She went from music. And then as soon as she turned 18, she got an OnlyFans page. That day made $6 million in just OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, good for her. Yeah.
1: Society's crazy, especially if they're just pervy dudes.
0: (laughs) Well, because I think the younger generation is waking up to the fact, that, no, I don't want to get a job. Look at what my parents went through and what they're, you know, they couldn't take vacations. And to me, honestly, it's the slavery today is being an employee. It's just modern day slavery.
1: Yeah, they, there have been comparisons to that, but it's kind of hard, you know, because like, where would a colony of bees be without the employees? You know, where would society be if we didn't have, you know, people that were just doing the everyday jobs, you know, it It, sucks.
0: But here's the thing I can understand. Yeah. You work, but you got to understand that employees are the valuable asset to any corporation and business. So if you treat them right, you're going to gain more profits. But when you got greed mindset and power and manipulation and control, you're going to struggle in business. I don't care who you are.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a difficult thing because most of the time you have somebody that, you know, did work a lot and now they're a manager and they're like, well, I had to do this. So you have to do this too. And it's like, Well, you know, you need to kind of have that parent mindset of like, okay, I had the struggle. I want things to be better for my kids, so I'm not going to let them struggle like I did. And a lot of managers, a lot of people don't feel that way when they get there. You know, they're like, I'm going to be a good boss. And then they're just like, yeah, no, I gave up on that almost as soon as I got the title. And I don't like people. So (laughs) (laughs) you're in
0: that question. Hello, get out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I understand where uh, that's coming from. Uh, But ultimately, like, that's why I want to do what I want to do. So I can tell people that I don't want to work with them or I do want to work with them. I don't want to just have to work for anybody and everybody, you know?
0: Right. So wouldn't you agree? And it would be safe to say, like, you better learn how to get your money working for you. Work smart, not hard.
1: Yeah. Invest in cryptos, baby. Invest in cryptos. (laughs)
0: Learn how to invest there's e-commerce sites you know start small and if you don't know how to do something learn the skill there's so many tutorials out there there's so many online courses out instead of video gaming all the time take a break learn a new skill because like you said earlier in our conversation you learned about you know other successful mentors be consistent you know they also said Be consistent because you're building momentum for something. They're looking at a later date, that future success in order to get that to come into the now and present. You have to be consistent, delayed gratification, not instant gratification. So would that be safe to say that that's what we've got to learn how to do now?
1: Well, um, I don't hate the gaming grind because you need to learn how to make that a business in order to be successful doing it. If you're just playing video games and you don't have really anything off of it, you know, because like I was a game streamer for a while and, um, you know, you can once you get a following, make T-shirts Make hats, make whatever, make merchandise that have your brand. Create your gaming brand. Um, Everything that anybody's ever done has been a brand. You know, Walmart, that's a brand. Um, AutoZone, that's a brand. Chris Webby, that's a brand. He's got ADHD is the brand. You know, like make your brand, push your product, believe you can do it be successful. Then once you start getting that actual income, invest, make your money work for you, invest. And, you know, you can do cryptos or you can do just regular stock market stuff, or you can do 401ks or you can do whatever. You just got to make sure that you have all your bases covered in order to be a successful person. If you want to go by the standard definition of successful for people. I don't know what the, I don't know what my definition of success is. um, But I would like to say it is being self-sufficient and doing what I like to do and being, you know, profitable doing it. Unfortunately, this world takes money. Money doesn't mean anything. It's just a tangible thing that people can put monetary value on, you know, so When you get into things like, you know, I keep coming back to cryptos, but it's like one of the most emerging things that we can invest in that you can be successful in. You know, the person that bought a hundred Bitcoin 10 years ago, when it's now $53,000 per Bitcoin, you know, like that's a millionaire. (laughs) Right. There's a lot of things that you can do, you know, study trends.
0: Well, learn the software program that you, you know, want to start with.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Educate yourself.
0: And I was like, well, what do I do now? I got all this set up. So how do I, how does this work? So now I have to go back (laughs) and relearn some things. And so it's all gaining a skill and everything, you know, in life is okay. I've now you talked about money and there is a relationship with money and a belief about money that holds us you know prisoner of being able to have abundant more of money it, you know because i mean i was brought up in the religion and there was a, a bible scripture that said money is the root of all evil and i'm like well how in the world is that possible because king solomon was rich you know, yeah. and they said even Jesus Christ was rich. So, um, this doesn't, this is contradicting yeah. information.
1: And y'all ask for my money every Sunday. And guess what? Right. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Y'all just collecting evil. Y'all just collect an evil.
0: <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, that, that doesn't sit well with me. That doesn't even resonate with me. And then I see. You know, like Oprah Winfrey, Warren Buffett, and others that are, you know, there's trillionaires out there that give their money away. Got Bill Gates, they give money away. And it's a tax write-off. Oh, yeah. They, they <laughs> give, you know, and to help. So I'm like, hmm, I, that's a lie. M- money's not the root of all evil. It's what you do with it. What your intentions and energy, if this was a, you know, a hundred dollar bill, right? Okay. You know what? I'm going to have food today. Thank you. Yeah. It's like you're giving good vibes to, you know, oh, you know what? I have this extra hundred dollar bill. I just want to give it to, you know, Michael, you know, I help him with his business. So it succeeds. Because yeah. then the more I give, then it has to come back. That's the law of the universe: give and receive.
1: Yeah, I. That's why you know I live in the poorest county. Albany County is the poorest county in Wyoming. And before p- the pandemic in 2019, I partnered with this um, group called Layer Me Interfaith, and we. Uh, we stood outside grocery stores and collect, we gave people a list, like here's things that you can buy that we need. And, you know, and they would, you know, buy turkeys and they would, you know, donate it to us and they would buy, you know, pretty much everything for a Thanksgiving meal. And, uh, when they come, we actually gave away like 419 meals, uh, to families that needed it around our County. And, um, we did almost the same numbers for Christmas and, um I was just like, there, there can't be like this many people that need this kind of help, even just in my community, you know, but there are. And that's ultimately why I wanted to make money was so I could create other avenues to help people.
0: Yes. And I think it's really deep down in, on a soul level, it's already in with us. And along with that, it's remembering who we are and why we came here in the first place.
1: Yeah, I came from the bottom. My parents are still not financially secure. Um, They have never been great with anything like that. Uh, We moved around a lot when I was a kid. So um, I never really got to have friends, you know, so... Uh, like once a year, I'd be, you know, at a different school, meeting new people, getting my ass kicked because I was the new kid and then moving on to the next place and starting it all over again. So, um, that's when I was just like, all right, not everyone could be like this.
0: <laughs> no, I gotta find those people. But however, I mean, it's not your parents fault because they didn't have a good mentor a good teacher
1: yeah i can't you know i can't blame them my mom's mom was a uh, a real mean lady um she always told my mom that she wouldn't really be anything but a housewife and that she couldn't do anything like that so don't even try to do anything more with your life and so that's pretty wow. much what my mom did she was a housewife and um raised us kids which are what they were four of us and um, she worked and that was pretty much it worked and housewifed. <laughs> so yeah, it's all pretty much what you believe yourself, you know, and I have recently, like she's been going into our art, arts and crafts lately. So I'm like, Hey, I can teach you how to make this a business. Let's make this a business so you can be, you know, a little bit more self-sufficient so you can have somewhat of a passive income doing what you like to do. Um and so, how
0: are you on that?
1: She's doing good. Um, she 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 gets like fishbowl type things, right? And then she makes like little Christmas villages in there, and then she sells them online.
0: Wow, good for her. I wish her the best of success in that. And it just sort of light a fire in her. Yeah, she discovered uh, where she's passionate, and that's totally transformed her life. And the little thing you help plant a seed by offering to help her be self-sufficient, creating her own reality and manifesting. So that's awesome. That is like an amazing story right there. I am like so proud of her. Yay, mom. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it, I would like to say that it probably wasn't possible without my help because none of my other siblings are really have the entrepreneurial mindset. It's like, just do what you like to do and figure out a way to get paid for it, you know? And so she, I you know, showed her how to make an Instagram page and showed her how to make a website and like all this other stuff. Like, this is all stuff I had to learn in order to do what I'm doing. So I can help you learn this stuff so you can be successful doing what you want to do. And she just turned 55 this year, 56 this year.
0: Wow. And now she's really loving life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she has a new uh, fiance and um, they do things together all the time. They travel the woods. They're on a vacation now. It's just like a three week vacation that they took just to visit his family and her family and other parts of the country and stuff like that. So they're having fun.
0: Good for her and good for you then that, that's like very touching like that's like yes
1: yeah <laughs> and i know it's
0: so good that you're and it changed you could see the transformation in in their life that's what i'm all about that's why i started this podcast to help people wake up you don't have to stay stuck in the program the limited beliefs we're all divine beings we are like you said earlier the master of our destiny and the captain to our soul. And if we don't like our experience, we're the only ones that can save ourselves. Nobody else can save you, but you, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Great. Yep. I,
1: uh, I totally agree. And I, um, kind of just been following that this whole time, just like, all right, it's gotta be up to me. Nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else. I mean, people will pay me to work for them. Sure. But it's definitely not going to be as much money as they're making. So I want to make my own money. And pretty much, once you start doing things like that, you print your own money. So that, I mean, it's not illegal. (laughs) because people are giving it to you, (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, however they got their money, you know, that's a different story, but they giving it to you and you know, you're you're making a difference with it. So, and that's what I'm doing. I'm helping my community. And because every 50% of the profits I get from podcasting, music production, selling my beats, videography, photography, all of that stuff goes to a charity of the month that charity of the month is different depending on the month, you know, uh, Memorial day, you know, as it goes to uh, that whole month, it goes to veterans and, uh, people in need in their situations like that. Uh, mother's day, uh, we have a, uh, in town called, uh, climb Wyoming, and they take single moms and they, Uh, give them the education to do things like word processing or, you know, clerical work or welding or literally anything that the single mother wants to learn how to do. They provide childcare during these times and like they do a lot of stuff that way. So uh, that whole month of that mother's day is in goes to climb Wyoming, things like that.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And thank you for doing that. That's very, i appreciate you
1: i do it because i want to
0: (laughs) and it feels better when you want to do something and you're able to do it and 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 the, the little seeds that you're planting michael is making a difference you might not be told it all the time every time but just know deep down you are making a difference keep going and I wish you the best of success. Thank you for joining us today. And for the audience listening, I hope this helps you change, change your mind.
1: Yep. Change your mind and change your life.
0: And dream big and stay consistent and persistent and just believe that you can.
1: Yep. It's great. You can do anything you want to.
0: Yes, you can. You just got to believe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was definitely fun. And I don't talk about myself often. So it's kind (laughs) of (laughs) different.
0: Yeah, Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Have a wonderful week.
1: (laughs) Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Well, there you go on a heartfelt, transformational story, and you can be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. It just starts with believing in yourself. Be consistent and persistent. You never know who I'm going to have on my show, so stay tuned.